Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Let's go. Let's get ready to roll and rumble as the BGK Insider Show comes to you from Vegas and Nashville where the Golden Knights have landed and are preparing to take on the Predators tomorrow night. You can listen to the game on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Note, it's Central Time, so it'll be a couple hours earlier. There will not be a VGK Insider Show preempted by Ryan Wallace, and then he will go right into the game with Dan Duba and Gary Lawless. Uh, This is going to be the second meeting of the season between these two clubs. Uh, Vegas won the first time around, New Year's Eve, and uh, that was was an impressive performance. Was it New Year's Eve or the last game before Christmas? I can't remember which one it was. It was was one of those special occasions. But remember, uh, Philip Forsberg just was lights out, where basically everything he shot ended up in the in the net. So uh, that'll be something that Vegas has to keep in uh, check, and they will be able to do so hopefully with the return of Zach Whitecloud, which will mark the first time since Thanksgiving that the Golden Knights will have their top six defensemen available to Bruce Cassidy and the coaching staff. Uh, the All Stars are back. They were at practice today. Chandler Stevenson, Logan Thompson, and Bruce Cassidy as uh, the Golden Knights try to stop the stumble that occurred uh, prior to the All-Star break and uh, maybe some some good vibes. Uh, Bruce was talking about uh, getting rid of the, the bad mojo. Uh, that, that time could probably not uh, have been uh, put uh, forth better. Yeah, 100%. I think for the Golden Knights, the the break happens and you get a chance to kind of reset. And and really for me, that's going to be the big thing for, for Vegas. When things aren't going well, when you're, when you're struggling to find um, the answers or the back of the net, whatever it is, I, I think getting away for a minute and just being able to be away from hockey is a helpful thing. And I think for the Golden Knights, you're going to come back rejuvenated uh, and really ready to go for the final 31 games of the season. Let's uh, just take a left turn here. Some guys went to Hawaii. Some guys went off the East Coast, uh, Bahamas. Uh, some guys went to Arizona. Disneyland was a, a destination for a couple. If you were going to pick your number one, two, and three travel destinations, not thinking of kids here, ladies and gentlemen, just for yourself, what would be your one, two, and three? Chapman, can I start with you? Well, I only have a week, so right off the bat, my 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 mind is going Costa Rica, someplace warm, okay. someplace tropical. Costa Rica certainly fits the bill. I've never been there, so that would probably be near the top of my list. Uh, Cabo San Lucas, I've never been there either. Another warm, tropical destination, or maybe someplace a little bit further east, like Aruba, although that's a lot further south. Uh, I've been there once. It was it was incredible, beautiful. I would have liked to have spent more time there. And it's it's kind of like a foreign country because they speak Dutch on the island. So Aruba would be a cool place. Three good options. One player told me today that uh, what factored into his decision was familiarity. You're not there for a very long time, so you want someplace where you can really kick back, where you're comfortable, where you know the lay of the land, and you're ready to go. Uh, Wallace, where are your top three places to get away if you had the opportunity? 
Well, um, number one, it would probably be at any beach, at literally any beach. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, I know California, so that's probably going to be number one for me. Um, Newport Beach, Huntington Beach, all of those beaches are fantastic. Um, understanding that it's you know February, it's not exactly ideal, but uh, that's where I would go. Number two, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. I think that that would be a really fun thing to do. Um, a cruise, perhaps, uh, would be the direction I would go there. Um, and then, uh, I don't care, Disneyland. 100% Disneyland. It's a blast. Uh, I would do that. There's nothing wrong with Disneyland. You, I don't no, know why you're no. so defensive about that. You're oh, you're all that. up in arms and you're, you're back up. You're like a uh, tomcat with the, with the tail all furred out, uh, trying that's, to defend your decision with with Disneyland. That, I love that, Disneyland; it'd be awesome. Uh, bring me to that. Cartoon. It's just really Tom weird Cats. that you got so defensive about that. Uh, Costa Rica, I love too. Uh, give me give me that all day long, and then uh, anywhere uh, Mexico, one of those uh, places where you can just chill and relax. I need some golf though. Uh, wherever I go, mm. Hawaii, Hawaii would be probably number one though. Number one, get me over there and uh, fly around in a helicopter. Give me a little Magnum cruising on, on with the Ferrari. Play a little golf. Giddy up. Uh, I'm all over it. But now we're back to reality. Everybody's uh, in the fold. The dad's trip has taken place, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, the annual father's trip with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we flew in, and the the dads are all excited. Had some great conversations with Will Carrier, uh, Alec Martinez today, Jack Eichel about the, the dads and uh, what goes into uh, the giving back to dads that uh, that went through uh, all the sacrifices uh, growing up. Uh, and one thing we wanted to know, this this will really uh, let you know of where, where the hierarchy is. When you're 14 and 15 years old, you're driving to the game and you're with your dad. Who gets control of the radio? Because <laughs> you're 14, 15, you're kind of feeling yeah. it a little bit, right? Like you're starting to get some confidence in those bones as a teenager. Yeah. Who gets control of the radio? It was unanimous. We talked to five or six players today. Unanimous. Uh, dad got to listen to whatever dad wanted to listen to. And uh, uh, Alec Martinez, like he remembered the radio station and the, the, the DJ. Uh, that they listen to going to to every game, uh, but uh, Will Will Carrier uh, offered a little just a, a a side part to it was they they don't they don't talk hockey at, at all uh, they didn't talk hockey then they don't talk <laughs> hockey now he said they had a, 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 a disagreement when he was about fifteen years old he said uh, nobody knows what they're talking about with hockey everybody thinks they know about because Canadian you think you know what you're talking about with hockey it's like I didn't we we had a uh, tiff. And now we don't talk about hockey at all. Uh, me and my dad, but we got a lot, a uh, lot to uh, converse. So over the next uh, couple of days, uh, the off day in Minnesota will be able to bring you a little bit more about this uh, this dad's trip that's uh, that's taking place with the Vegas Golden Knights. And I, I think that's good too because it also offers a little bit of uh, a distraction to the moment uh, about what's going on. And you got to have your head in the game. We we know that, but uh, nobody wants to play poorly when their dad's there right like no. that's just a, that's just a natural instinct that you want to go out there and whether you're uh, a long tooth veteran or a young kid uh, you want your dad up there in the suite to be able to go hey see to all the other dads that's mine that's my boy <laughs> right, right there I, I think there's a little bit uh, going on on that 
Yeah, I mean, I think it brings you right back to being a 13, 14-year-old kid, right? It, it brings you back to, um, you know, where you were at growing up, learning to love the game. And, and you're, you're right. You always want to play well when, you're, when your parents are in attendance. And, um, yeah, I, I think you're right on the money. You're going to have some guys that are really looking to uh, have a fantastic game and a fantastic showing over the next two. And I'd be kidding if I told you uh, that uh, the Zach White Cloud wasn't thinking about this at all like the, the dad's trips planned well in advance he gets hurt it's on the horizon you, you're looking at when you could be back in time I, I bet that was part of his uh his focus uh and then be able to uh get back in the lineup and be able to to skate and get back into the the national hockey league uh, lineup uh, we've got the combinations that they skate that at practice today, but want to bring you into the room where Bruce Cassidy spoke earlier today and uh, talking about his all-star experience in Florida over the course of the weekend with the Pacific Division team. Uh, also gets into uh, Mark Stone and uh, how much Mark Stone is going to be around the club uh, during his recovery process and then just whether uh, Mark will be back the rest of this year because there's some speculation they won't be back uh that was kind of put to rest uh today uh so dealing with that and just uh how to approach this final stretch for the vegas golden knights here's bruce cassidy this morning well it's hectic the travel we got canceled delayed delayed in the way back but the actual experience was great for the families i think if you ask all the players stevie's family i know uh, logan's dad was there it's kind of neat, right? My kids love it because they get to meet some of their idols. And I saw the other families in the family room having a great time. So I think that that's the best part of it. Um, for me as a coach, it's great to rub elbows with these players that you're always competing against. Kind of neat to, to meet them as per people as well and, and coaches to catch up. I know you mentioned a couple months ago, like an all-star event for a guy like Stevenson who kind of raises profile a little bit. How cool was it for him to get that nod and get that well, I would think, you know, he, you know, his, his, his parents are there, his wife, his young, young boy, so brother, I think that all of that experience is great memories. That's what they are, their memories. Um, I don't think you'll even remember if you won or lost, to be honest with you, in one of those things, unless he won the fastest skater, that's something you'd probably remember, but the games are almost secondary. It's more about the environment uh, and the people you're with. I asked you before the break about when you go into the bye week, I guess, how do you kind of well, the mindset is we have to find a way to, you know, if you could take a big garbage can in the middle of the room and everyone grabs something, throw it in there and burn it, that's a negative sort of, so we can get our mojo back. You know, this team has the ability to finish. I know Mark Stone takes away a bit of that, but we can still score and, and be a good team offensively. Uh, and I think that has to be a little bit of our mindset going forward to sort of, okay, let's put, put in the past, you know, what happened the last two or three weeks offensively and start thinking a little more where we were at the start of the year and being a little lighter on our sticks in terms of not squeezing them. Um, but then also understand why, right? We're not getting to the interior ice as well. So we're trying to mix both of those things to get our offensive game going without losing the defensive part. It came back right before we went. So if we can get them both together. So that's our mindset. And listen, I, I've said it, I don't think there's too many teams in a position to cruise home. There's probably two or three in the whole National Hockey League. We're not one of them. 
I think our guys understand that. They went through it last year, so experience should help us um, get through this, this sort of, I wouldn't call it the home stretch yet. I think once the deadline comes, I'd call that, but this is a month we got to start. Um, you know, we can't afford to have off nights where we're letting points get away just because we're mentally not checked in. That, that's kind of the message. We need to, to be there every night, and if we don't get the points, it's not because we weren't ready to play. Cameron played stone, but getting your original six back back Well, they have to take a little more of the load right now. Um, you know, Theo's got a few games under his belt. It'll take Whitey a little bit, but in general, that that's an experienced part of our team. There's no newbies back there, right? It was more the goaltending uh, that that guys were going to have a bigger load than they've ever had. A little bit up front but certainly not in the back end. So I would hope that they would be the guy, the drivers. I think all good teams, it starts there from the goalie defense out, and, and that's where those guys have to take control. It could, yeah, because now you're not, you know, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're in the present, right? You're, you're now in the moment, you're, I think this, you know, as an aside, the, the, whoever came up with this idea, I think is fantastic. I think it's, it's great to give back to the dads, uh, but it's also good for the, the players to um, to be able to, again, memories, right, that you, you wouldn't otherwise have and during a hectic and, listen, it's results-oriented business, right, that players know that. They get to step aside a little bit from that. So, But at the end of the day, yes, I think it can. This can be something that sort of springboards you onto some, some positive results, and let's hope it is for us. Uh, he's he's very close. I'd call him a game game time decision. Talking to him today, he feels good. He'll make the call tomorrow morning. Bruce, what do you hope to get out of practice like today? Well, the guys practiced yesterday, uh, and they got more more yeah more pace yesterday. We're getting their legs back today. We competed a little harder. Now getting back to a few more detail work, two on two, three on three, low, some stuff like that, where you're competing a little harder and. Uh, power play we re revisited. We'll do some of that in the morning as well tomorrow. So today was more get back into game mode. Yesterday was more, um, I guess, skating workout mode, sort of back into the being at the rink and getting your the, the blood pumping type of thing and working on your, um, I guess, your, your conditioning a little bit too to, to get back to, to that part of the. How important is it? Go ahead. How important is it to still incorporate Mark Stone, even though he's not playing hockey as a captain, as a leader? Yeah, I, I talked to him today about that. Like, I think last year he wasn't around because of the parameters of the surgery. This year he's here rehab, and I think it's important he, he touches the guys when he can when he's here. And because uh, I think there's just a lot of respect there, whether it's messaging on the ice or leadership off the ice, whatever it is. I mean, we have other guys that have been there and done it can lead, but still just making sure he's present, I, I think is a simple term. I can make it be present and um, the guys will appreciate it. Have you ever actually done the physical thing that gets rid of the bad mojo? Or is that like the, what's the movie, the baseball movie? I No, but I was, th uh, Major League. I was thinking about doing it and then the dads are going to think, well, this coach is a nut job, so I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Maybe behind closed doors. Has anyone ever actually done it in real life? Have you heard of it? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, I, I have not physically done it. Um, maybe, like I said, mental exercise, but the physical part would sure put a, 
some reality into it. <clears throat> we haven't, uh, we won't see until Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, and I know when we first mentioned it, you and your son, you told us our Patriots guys in and around, you got a pick for uh, this coming Sunday? Uh, well, it won't be the Pats or the Raiders. Um, we know that, uh, unfortunately, but um, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's hard to overlook the success the Eagles have had in the path. Um, so I'm going to probably lean that way, but I, I don't know. I just, I want it to be a good, a good game to watch, right? Like the Eagles, um, you know, San Fran loses their quarterback so early. It's not a very good game after a while. Kansas City was a great game. Fortunate. Was it a unnecessary roughness call? Probably put them to bed at the end, but I hope it's a good game. That's all I hope for when your team's not in it. Yeah, just with Mark, are you expecting it back at all this season? Uh, that question I cannot answer. I'm not going to say he's not expected back. Uh, that will depend on his certain amount of his individual recovery. I was told there's an opportunity, but when that is, I don't know. So. You know, if we can extend our season, which is our goal and always has been, then that obviously increases our odds of that. But uh, right now, I don't know. What do you think about Gary Well, Will was our best player, I thought, up in uh, the island. Uh, gives us a motor. It gives them a motor on that line to get to the inside ice. I think we're missing a bit of that with Stoney out when Will was out. We need a little bit of that more in each line, to be honest with you. And Will will always give you that. So moving him up from... That line we relied on to start, I think, can, you know, can really drive some offense for us. And it did the other night in New York, and, and even in overtime. So we're giving him a little bit of luck as a net front power play because we know he'll be there. I think our power play has suffered a bit with Mark being out because he does hang around the front of the net a lot. We're trying to instill those habits into players. And when it's not natural, that could take some time, but it is for, for Will. So uh, wherever he goes, he can give us that. He's been Mr. Consistency for us. Um, so why not give him an opportunity to move up, maybe play in a little more skill role, I guess you could describe it as, and see if he can uh, help us offensively. And he certainly did uh, coming back into the lineup. Bruce Cassidy with his media availability right before the team hopped on the plane and flew off to Nashville where we're getting set uh, just off uh, Lower Broadway. Uh, I am going to go peruse Lower Broadway. Uh, the players uh, will have a dinner uh, with their dads and then get ready to take on the Predators. First game back uh, tomorrow for both clubs. Interesting matchup. It could be Logan Thompson against UC Saros, a rematch of the uh, All-Star game in which uh, they squared off against each other. I want to get back to the Carrier discussion with Stevenson and Kessel uh, and uh, have a little bit more say on that line in particular, the way they went into the break. But uh, the most important content in that entire media availability was centered around Mark Stone. The couple of times that Bruce Cassidy was asked about the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think that there's uh, two, two areas. One, it sounds like he's going to be around the club more during his uh, rehab process, recovering from the surgery, which I think is incredible uh, just to have that uh, leadership and, uh, well, he can't do it on the ice. There's just, that's your guy. That's your leader. He's, he's their, their captain. And I think that is, uh, just really positive to have that voice, uh, in and around this group of players. And the other part, well, it wasn't a firm answer, Ryan, the possibility that Mark Stone could play again 
at some point this season. I, I think it'll be in the playoffs uh, in, in trying to do the math and and look at all the different scenarios. Uh, if it's before uh, the end of the regular season, nobody's going to uh, dismiss that and say, no, no, you're back too early. But I, I think it's at some point during uh, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs if he's able to return. How effective is he going to be? We saw that there was a ramp-up process during the course of this season in getting ready, and that was with a full training camp. But, uh, but the, the fact the window is open to that possibility is hugely positive. Just can't hear Ryan uh, right now, so uh, he will he will uh, reconnect with us and and try to uh, work on things. But uh, the idea that Mark Stone that that is there, it's it's it, the the other part is he's not just you're not looking over your shoulder waiting for him to to continue. Uh, is he going to come back? Is is he rehabbing? And uh, and how is he going to feel? Maybe uh, eyeing up a return next week. And that was the case and what they were dealing with going into the break. Behind the scenes, Mark Stone was rehabbing uh, the injury. And players, I'm sure, uh, coaches, everybody is wondering, how far away is he? When will he be able to return to the lineup, get back on the ice, and get into a, a game and rejoin the team? Suffers the setback. Now they know for sure. Like that, that whatever you want to call him, uh, knight uh, in shining armor, uh, considering it fits uh, with the, the team's nickname, uh, isn't there not not in the short term and he may not be and i would i would gather a guess that he won't be mark stone that we all uh witnessed uh having a career year this year right off the bat when he when he comes back or if he'll be that guy but it, it's a positive if he could return so you're gonna have to do this yourself they're gonna have to find a way to do this on their own maybe with uh, whatever the trade deadline uh brings forth with this uh, this group so it's up to uh, a Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcheseau, Riley Smith, William Carlson, Chandler Stevenson. I put it on, uh, put it on them, and then they're complementary players in in Phil Kessel and Will Carrier, uh, uh, Paul Cotter, who's taken strides, uh, uh, Brett Howden, and and Nick Waugh. I think is is really uh, a guy that uh, if he gets on one of those patented Nick Waugh roles, and we've seen that now. Uh, for the last uh, four years where where he's been able to to get into the lineup and, and really get going. Uh, I think that that is a possibility, but but it's it's incumbent on these star players to pick up the ball and get it close to the goal line for their captain to buy him some time. Ryan? Connecting with, uh, with Ryan Wallace in Vegas. Isn't it amazing? Like, it's it, the the... Connection is better in Nashville. That's what that's what Lower Broadway does. The electricity of uh, of, of of this where I am and the vibes uh, around this team. I'm just so excited uh, to be back in the uh, in the throws of this Stanley Cup uh, chase uh, for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so you've got those players who have to carry it uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, and with Will Carrier and Chandler Stevenson and Phil Kessel, that's a line that I think could be one of those leaders in the rediscovery of confidence. Uh, I thought Kessel played his best stretch of hockey going into the break on that road trip. I thought he was, he scored against uh, Arizona. 
he was really good uh, in that game against the New Jersey Devils, and uh, and 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 the New York uh, scores from behind the goal line and had another strong game uh, against the New York Islanders. I, I was really encouraged by Phil Kessel's play going into that all-star break you've got Chandler Stevenson who's playing with Phil so there has to be some compliment of of Chandler Stevenson and that connection and you heard the coach in in Bruce Cassidy talking about Will Carrier's game and he might have been top to bottom the most effective player with his uh, north-south game and being able to drive the play and he may not be the driver of offense but he can certainly by the way of his career year again for the third straight year uh, in in be involved in contributing to that side. So uh, the Carrier Stevenson Kessel line, uh, don't discount them as being a, a group of three that can grab hold of the reins and pull the offense out of its doldrums and get them back going in the right direction. Uh, Riley Smith, William Carlson, we know what they can do. Amadio uh, has had stretches this year playing with good players. Uh, a good line. Uh, I, you expect great things from them. Eichel, we know he's a superstar. Find it. Get it going with Marcheseau and Cotter. I like the addition of Marcheseau uh, with that group and, and then Paul Cotter. But the, the line that I'm actually looking for and, and excited about, the, the line that I'm most excited about coming out of the break is Stevenson, Carrier, and Kessel. Ryan? Yeah, I'm right there with you when it comes to that line. And, and I love the way that they played uh, against the Islanders. I love the the ability for Will Carrier to utilize his speed, to take the puck to the net. I think Phil Kessel's learning how to play with Chandler Stevenson and Will Carrier, and that line can beat you with speed. I, I like the makeup of it, and I want to see it continue to build. The instincts of Kessel starting to come through a little bit. Playing half the year, people watch him, they see him. And, and I wouldn't call Phil like one of those guys that you just naturally gel with. He's, he's one of those players that thinks the game so differently is on such a different level uh, offensively and creativity, uh, creativity uh, that you can, you have to get used to his style of game. That might be part of what we saw going into the break where, where people are just starting to understand Phil uh, a, a little bit more and it's easier, but then you've got the simplicity of Will Carrier. You, you, you saw it, in overtime, in fact, uh, Will Carrier, I don't know how many shifts he's ever taken in three on three, but he was out there <laughs> and he was effective. Like he was mm-hmm. gone, shot out of a cannon and gone and, uh, and draws the, uh, the, the, the penalty shot. And Stevenson can play both sides uh, of it, but is more of an up-tempo player. Uh, I think he's way more effective when it's up tempo. Uh, I, I like uh, I like those three together. Now, can Jack Eichel go out tomorrow night and score four goals? Absolutely. Uh, Marcheseau is is due uh, to get on uh, one of those uh, heaters. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with these forward units and how long they they stick with these forward units. But in in seeing what we were offered in the four game road trip going into the break, it was uh, just the, the combination. And I, I didn't see it really at the start of the year, the Stevenson Kessel carry that that's come uh, by way of uh, a bunch of different uh, groupings uh, as they try and find some uh, solution, but it's, it's one that uh, has really grabbed my interest. Yeah. I I'm 
the same as you. I, I, I really think that that could be a line that if you're Bruce Cassidy, you can you can utilize to maybe catch some matchups here and there, especially when you consider the production you're getting from Chandler Stevenson this year, how productive Phil has been in his career. And if you're able to find the right opportunities for that line, and if they're able to gel and continue to create some good looks and some chances, then I think that's best case scenario for Vegas. I've liked the makeup of it. I like the speed that you have individually and potentially collectively. Um, I, I think it's a well-constructed line that just has to go out and do it on the ice. Well, it's got a little bit of everything mm-hmm. in it. And the same can be said with Cotter, Eichel, and Marcia, so, uh, three Three players that bring something slightly different but are all offensively minded. Like Marcheseau's your shooter. Cotter can can work the wall a little bit and get, uh, get physical and get on a forecheck, but also has those uh, just silky hands. And Eichel... I love it when he plays up tempo, but can mm-hmm. slow it down and and find different people in, in seams. Uh, there's there's real potential. Like that's the line, really. At the start of the year, if you're looking at that, you go, "Oh, I can't." I'm drooling looking mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit has has fallen off just because uh, of the different challenges. Marcheseau, Cotter, Eichel have all gone through injuries in the last two months where they've missed a, a significant period of time and, and all have been outside the lineup. Can they all come back now and uh, with a few games under their belt and get it going in the right direction? That's the line that should jump out at you. Uh, Stevenson, Carrier, and Kessel is one of those uh, processes, the, the word that, uh, that Ryan loves to, to use, that has, has presented itself in the course of the need and the search and the quest uh, for uh, some stuff uh, uh, to happen up front. Uh, tom- tomorrow will will be a challenge. Minnesota's going to be a challenge. Like it's it's not easy. Uh, these these next two games. Then you've got a four game stretch where the opposition's vulnerable in three of those four games. If you can get some confidence going tomorrow and Thursday, I'm not saying you win both games. Mm-hmm. Uh, a split is like you need a split. Like that's that's the 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 least uh, that that I'm willing to give up. Yeah, split or more uh, mm-hmm. is is what you're looking for here. And then carry something into uh, Super Bowl Sunday and that noon start uh, against Anaheim. Be able to build towards that and 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 uh, some of the teams that that you've got coming in. And then when you get into the meat, the teeth of the, the schedule leading into the trade deadline, you've got something going in the right direction. Maybe it might find it uh, easier. Uh, and you've got some confidence to play those, those top end teams uh, and, and be more yourself and give management an idea of what this team is at the right time when the decision is going to be made. Yeah. Building is going to be huge. And you mentioned the split. I think that you're looking for, for two or three, right? Like that's really what you want out of Nashville, Minnesota. You'd love all four, but if you can get two or three, you'll take that. Then you've got Anaheim San Jose building into a big time game against the Tampa Bay lightning. That's going to be a big one uh, for the Vegas golden Knights on the 18th of February. Then you have, again, another couple of opportunities uh, against Chicago with Calgary and Dallas to, to kind of build into the more difficult games of that week. 
But for the Golden Knights, it's really going to come down to, and as Bruce Cassidy said, like you can't afford any nights off. Like there'll no. be there'll be results that may not go your way, but you've got to have your game dialed in as best you can, and you've got to have that repeatable effort every single night because you've only got 31 games left and, and you've, you've got to find a way to extend that season and, and make the playoffs. Well, you can't be in a position where you're throwing points away because you're not mentally engaged. No, exactly. exactly. Everybody's going to have the odd physical night where it's mm-hmm. not working for you. Puck's yeah. not bouncing the right way in your stick or it's not hitting you if you're, you're a goaltender. But mentally, the engagement has to be right there. Uh, I want to get to Chapman as we take a break. Uh, I've got a beef with him uh, regarding what happened last week as he uh, filled in on the VGK Insider Show. Chapman, you better be ready for this one. And we've got one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, a little all-star reflection for you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Six downs, drop the puck. Let's go. Face-off time in one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. Let's start with what happened last week on the VGK Insider Show. Chapman, you have been accused in the past of stealing my stuff. <laughs> True or false? I would say I have been accused, yes. Okay, thank you. Did you steal my stuff last week? How so? The date? At the end of one time, that was a, that was not stealing your. That was an ode to you, keeping the tradition no, going. That was flat out swiping. No, Swiper, no swiping. I, no, this isn't Dora the Explorer. This Come is up with your own shtick. I was it, right. Listen, I was yep. I was paying homage to the no, se- your segment. No, stop, stop it. No, I'm with Darren on this one. Well, yeah, because you don't like the uh, the the date. No, Chapman, Chapman. When I do one timers, you do the dates. I, I know, dates. I know, but that's right. your that's your your preference. I I wanted to pay homage to Darren, keep the tradition going of throwing out the the incorrect date or when I say the date. So uh, that wasn't your stealing. own person, Chapman. Be your own person. Well, there's only two ways to do it, and I liked his way better. Once again, stealing my stuff. I'm going to have to <laughs> patent this junk that I've come up with. Uh, Bo Horvat, anybody surprised that he is signing an eight-year deal just days after being traded? Um, I, I'm not terribly surprised when you look at it from Bo Horvat's perspective. Like, could he have probably gotten more um, on the open market? Like, if he had a fantastic finish to this season, maybe. But I think you, you know, you get traded, you go through that, you go to the Islanders, which is a, a very stable and buttoned up um, organization coming from Vancouver, which I, I would kind of classify as the opposite of that. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense for Bo Horvat. Now, that being said, um, I'm, you know, I'm surprised that the Islanders are locking him a, play, a player that, that has not played or made his debut. I think he just did today. Um, but you know, I think Lou Lamarillo wanted the player and wanted the player for a minute and got it done. The 8.5 a year for eight. That's not crazy Mm-mm. compared to what he was asking from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. If you're Vancouver, you're looking at this going, 
What? They got him done for that? What? What about us? That that was the part of the contract that blew me away. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the Vancouver Canucks should have made Bo Horvat their number one priority, and they didn't. Here's the last part of the Bo Horvat conversation that I want to get into because I haven't had a chance to voice my my opinion on. If there's one thing the Vancouver Canucks need, it's defensive help. Mm-hmm. Somebody on the blue line. If it's one thing that you think about the New York Islanders, they got a pretty good crop of blue liners uh, mm-hmm. on that team. Your biggest trade chip is Bo Horvat, and you don't get a good blue liner back. Mm-hmm. I know you gotta you gotta complement and supplement the goals that you're losing in, in Horvat, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna have a better opportunity to acquire blue line help. Uh, than, than that trade. So I, I thought it was a, a little bit of a miss not getting a defenseman. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I'm i not terribly surprised that it was a miss. And, you know, again, I, I don't know if I'm a Vancouver Canuck fan that this gives me um, any confidence whatsoever that this retool, rebuild, whatever it is, uh, is going to go well. Because, as you mentioned, it's your biggest trade chip. He's having a phenomenal year. And you couldn't pry away a legitimately good NHL defenseman. What's your favorite moment of the All-Star weekend uh, when you look back at the skills competition or the All-Star game itself? And I want to mention that Matthew Kachuk is the NHL's number one star based on his performance at the All-Star game, which yeah. I think I've n- I don't remember seen that before. Maybe I just never paid any attention to it, but I thought it was mm-hmm. funny that the, uh, that the All-Star MVP is also the first star of the week. Um, my favorite aspect of the All-Star game is Sid and Ovi playing together. Uh, you don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get to see those two guys play together in an All-Star game type setting. Uh, and the fact that uh, Sidney Crosby ended with two goals and Alex Ovechkin, the primary assist on both of them, like that was pretty cool. Chapman? I I like the, the performance of Dylan Larkin. And I thought it was pretty cool that Matthew Kachuk ended up taking home the the most valuable player in Florida. But okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Dylan Larkin. What did you like about Dylan Larkin's well, performance? I think he just had a ton of points. I mean, I enjoy watching guys score goals, and he certainly oh, had. Oh, no, the best part about Dylan Larkin's performance? Mm. He tried. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Larkin, and, and I, I talked to a few people who weren't overly enjoying that part of the game. I loved it. There was a noticeable difference when Dylan was on the ice as to when everybody else was on the ice. Yeah, Dylan uh, Larkin won the TryHard Award. I think he it's was cool after it that he's he's also going to be a, a UFA, and there's been talk around him this weekend on his future with the Red Wings. So I thought, given all the noise that was going on, it was kind of cool for him to go out and have a really good performance in, in the All Star game. You just think about saying he shut out the noise at the All-Star game and had a good performance. Is that what you were trying to utter right there? I don't know if it was uttering. I think I did say that. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. He shut out all the noise yes. and went out and put a yes. put try yes. to the NHL All-Star game. Yes. try really hard at the All-Star game. I just think he, he, he's that kind of player. No, like, I, I don't love think him. there's an off switch, right? Like I told you guys the story about Dylan. like The summer skates. that They, they have a great Michigan skate. Yeah. Uh, where all the pros are there. And uh, Zegris is part of that and all a lot of skilled guys. And he he's told them before, like when we get a breakaway, because they play for, for different things in the scrimmages uh, in the summer skates. And he's like, uh, the goals are not vital, but 
we, we may may cost a couple of dollars, may cost us paying for the ice time, may cost us skating laps. But do we can we just like shoot the puck instead of doing three <laughs> spinoramas and 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 uh, a Michigan? Like can we just like shoot shoot it a little bit? Like he's 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 a gamer. I love Dylan Larkin, one of my mm-hmm. favorite guys. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the way that he plays, and, and it's it's one hundred and ten percent every single time he's on the ice. He was doing that, uh, and uh, it almost looked like he was trying hard to, to help out his contractor. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but uh, but Chapman gives him big credit. Shutting Shut out, out the noise. Yeah, noise. yeah. Tuned, all, all tuned it out. Tuned it all out. Tuned it all out. D-Boss. Uh, Jacob Megna traded today from the San Jose Sharks to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Megna's a defenseman. Uh, it was a seventh-round pick a number of years ago. I can't remember when, but ooh, probably 12, 13 years ago. He's 30 now. And uh, this is a player that's having uh, his best year ever in the National Hockey League. Most games he's ever played in the National Hockey League is a seventh-round defenseman. And now he's a pseudo-trade deadline acquisition as Seattle sort of makes the first move in the in the Pacific Division. That's not a big move by any means, but just adding a little bit of depth. Yeah, depth is important, obviously, and for the Seattle Kraken, I, I think that, you know, as, as good as they've been offensively in scoring goals, um, I, I do think that there's a, a need to kind of tighten things up a little bit more defensively. And a little bit more depth on the blue line isn't necessarily a bad thing for them as they uh, inch closer and closer to the trade deadline. Swiper, no swiping. Those are your one-timers for this Monday, January on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. I'm not too big of an ego to admit my mistakes. It's February. Yes. I said January before. Yes, it is. February. It is February. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So I thought I was going to be old man yells at cloud today because Beyonce now has the record for most Grammy Awards won and Quite honestly, I'm not really a fan of her music. I was all, I was like, oh, I can't believe she overtook a legend like Michael Jackson or the Beatles or Elvis or U2. And then I she looked. Didn't, though. No, she took, she, she, she beat some guy I never heard of. So now I don't care anymore. Like, I would have been upset, like, if it was like someone that I cared about. But then I look at the list. I'm like, most of the people on that list are people I've never even heard of or cared to listen to. But like, they speak really highly of you. Well, I'm mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure. Allison Krauss is going out of her way to talk great things about me. Uh, I know who she is. I couldn't tell you if I've ever listened to any of her songs. Uh, Chick Corea, no idea. Pierre Belay, no clue. Vladimir Horowitz, nope. So I can't well, be why angry. Don't you, why don't you educate yourself? Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. I know Quincy Jones. He 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 has 28. Quincy Jones, but. Yeah, I was all like, oh, she she overtook Michael Jackson. She's not better than Michael Jackson. Well, Michael Jackson has like seven, so it's not, not that That's big it. of a deal anymore. I, I saw the list. Where is it? He doesn't have as many as you would think. Look, Listen to a moonwalk in perfect Michael Jackson <laughs> form. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Millard calls me on it, and now he has no clue. No, like, like he doesn't, he's not even on the list for How most Grammys won by a male. I don't know. I can't look it up, but have? but he doesn't have more than Tony Bennett, Mancini. He's not on the list. He's not even in the top ten, which blows me away. You don't know? No, because he's not on the list. 
Yeah, you used him as an example. Hold on, hold on. He's he's won thirteen Grammys, Chapman. Yeah, so he's seven no, no, behind. No, 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 yeah, you said seven. <laughs> no, he's seven behind. Pat Metheny, Al Schmidt, Bruce Springsteen, Henry Mancini, and Tony Bennett. Busted. I, I may have got the month wrong, but I'm not just throwing stuff out there. Well, we are because we have tickets to give away, so throw those away. Yeah. You want to go to Super Bowl Sunday's game? VGK versus Anaheim? Call right now. Chapman standing by. Caller number five.